All right, this week on One More Pass, we talk about some NFL rule changes coming down. We were going to talk about the draft, but we ended up talking about being Jersey guy. And uh, I think Rob has some uh, some feelings about Jersey guy directed toward Joey. I mean, he didn't directly say it. Well, I guess maybe he did, but uh, he was just staring down his Joey the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his eyes just cutting through. And we have some good pod dammits on uh, T-Dot. I have a pod dammit on Cold Brew. Joey, you have pod dammit on yourself. Yeah, that's always good. And that's good. Self-reflection. Self-reflection is always nice. Robbie, where do you go? Yeah, I'm just updating my Deshaun Watson sexual allegation tote board. I think we're up to 128, but yeah, let's go. (laughs) Joey, Joey, you ready to go? (laughs) Yes, let's go. God, that was good, man. Just really hard to keep up, man. I made a spreadsheet earlier in Excel, so. Things move fast these days. Sorry, buddy. All right, one more pass. Let's go. Welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter, One More Pass Pod at gmail.com. And guys, draft is a week away. Joey, how you feeling about that? Insanely excited. Yeah. I, uh, for some reason, it, I don't want to say it sneaks up on me. Maybe it's because there, that it snuck up on me. Maybe it's because last year the draft, from what I remember, I think was the actual first sports related anything that was on TV. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was that match. There was that weird golf thing with like Brady and Manning. Oh yeah. I mean that, that that doesn't really count. Which I did watch. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I I just remember counting down the seconds until the draft. Um, And boy, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint. (laughs) (laughs) Roger just, just drunk as hell. But the the second night was awesome. Yeah. And well, well, I mean, you like first round. Great. You know, like everyone's super pumped, but then it was just like, dude, Rod, you're just in your basement or like wherever you're at, just loosen up, dude. Yeah. And he totally did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I'm so excited. Uh, I think the NFL draft, I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I don't watch or follow any other drafts. Um, but I think this says a lot to the popular, the popularity of the NFL, which we all love. Um, just the anticipation and the buildup to the draft. I think I've looked at easily probably a hundred mock drafts by now. Um, <laughs> Mel Kuyper Jr. And, Have you not uh, published your own yet? No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You got to oh, okay. be a premium subscriber. Oh, to okay. get it. Oh, no more gotcha. freebies, Rob. Oh, damn. I'm very surprised you haven't posted on any social media platform. Oh, dude, the Broncos need to go for this, 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 and this. Yeah. Sleeper oh, picks, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You'd be surprised. I don't, I don't get as much positive feedback when I post that way. Oh, really? Usually all my asshole Seattle fans. <laughs> <are> <laughs> yeah, like, funny yeah, how sorry. that works. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I can't relate. Um, but I can't wait. I'm, I'm super, super excited. Um, last year, I literally watched which I don't think I've done before. We I, Typically, we would all be on the road. And I was very available all three days, but I straight up watched every single pick. I think it's like first day's first round, second day, second, third, and third day is uh, four to seven. That's amazing. Although, speed rounds. Speed, but one thing this year, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there were actually a few times where I was refreshing Twitter, often following you know what a bunch of Bronco writers and stuff were saying, and there were literally a few times where they would say things a few seconds before it came up on ESPN. Did you guys notice that at oh, all? Oh, yeah. So I don't I don't know if that had... Do you think that was lag because of the way they had the draft like set up because it was all remote? But I feel like Schefter was... And Ian Rappaport put stuff out and it'd be a, maybe a good 15 seconds before the pick would come in. Yeah. So that was kind of annoying. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, like the well, like the one thing about last year's draft that was awesome, besides Goodell, was I mean, like was it Belichick or Andy Reid that would just not even be in the room, and then like the cam would go to that room, and then like it'd be a dog in the Belichick. seat. That was, oh, that was Belichick's room. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was fantastic. But uh, Rob, dude, how you feeling about the draft next week? I'm excited. Uh, I you know, I started to kind of look. There's been so much talk about the main kind of I guess. I guess there's really only four or five main QB picks that are, you know, the, the the real big ones that everybody's kind of looking forward to. But I kind of dug a little, I didn't go, I looked at a few mock drafts, but but I've kind of purposely been uh, just kind of waiting to like a couple days before, because I feel like a lot of that stuff just kind of becomes background noise for me. I kind of want to be fresh going in. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of the players I do, like, like there's been some recent talk about, uh, what's his name? The big, what's his name? Uh, Kyle Pitts from Florida. Yeah. yeah. The tight end who I remember watching him play. And I'm like, dude, this guy's like, do you like, I think he's, he's a second he's, in most people's mock drafts right behind Trevor Lawrence. I think. Yeah. He's, it's interesting to see how much that dude's uh, stock draft has kind of risen. But I remember watching him going like, man, this dude is like an old school tight end, but with like kind of newfound, you know, sensibilities and abilities and stuff. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to, it just means one, just, we're just slowly, you know, moving, inching towards actually playing football. So yeah, for sure. Happy. Yeah. Well, uh, like we'll talk about the NFL draft, uh, uh, like later on the show, but, uh, yeah, Joey, dude, have you been on the road with Scotty McCreary at all this past week? No, you know, we had, we did <laughs> after Vegas. No, yeah, we just, you know, you, you don't want to overdo anything. True. Yeah. Yeah. We've had four shows this year. And uh, so we're just, we're going to take a couple months off. So <laughs> Classic. Yeah, our next show, um, our next show isn't until June as of right now. So we're uh, just kind of laying low. I don't know if we're going to be rehearsing before then. It feels like, you know, when, when, when shows are as sporadic as they've been and you don't have a specific tour set up, it's kind of like as the day gets closer, everybody's like, ah, let's just, let's just play the, let's play the old set until oh, you know, for sure, we actually yeah. have time to, and, and, and to be fair, I do agree that it would have been, we could have worked on this whole show and gotten it already and then not played it for two months. Right. That would have been kind of rough too. Um, yeah, dude, that's what we did with Michael. These, uh, two full band shows I've done with him this year. It's like, ah, yeah, just play the old one. It's we fine. Know, we know it. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Well, and it's interesting because it's not our, like anyone's going to really care at this point. Either. Oh no, dude, <laughs> dude, dude, just people are just jacked to be at the show. It yeah. really doesn't matter. Yeah. And like our show intro, which We've had it for a couple of years now, but you know, the timing of it. You, you, you guys still walk out to LaGrange? Is that, <laughs> is that the one? Oh, some top. So you, oh, you know, if you figure at the top of 2019 is when we um, probably started doing it. I think yeah. it was the very end of 2018, all in 2019. There's a handful of shows in 2020 with rehearsal scheduled. We're like, all right, let's put it together. We know how 2020 went. Right. Now. So we're going on like, we're, we're pretty solid two and a half years on this this same this same show intro, but we'll get there for sure. Nice, Rob. Is the Paisley train rolling? No, nope. Although he seems to be a busy man about town. Yeah, he seems to be doing stuff. He's doing stuff just without you guys, just without us. Yeah, uh, he won't return my text, so I'm not really sure. You know what everything is going on. But okay, first seems, off, he seems to be doing well, dude. Like I've always like had to ask you this. I mean, like, have you ever had a conversation with Brad? Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. Actually, uh, do you want to hear my first? Brad conversation? Yes. Other than other than just being like introduced, like I remember him coming to soundcheck one day. That was kind of our official like, hey, he's like, oh, nice to meet you, whatever. But our first official 
conversation was, I, th- I think I'd have been on the gig maybe two months and we were in Jacksonville, uh, not Jacksonville, uh, St. Augustine. Have you guys played there? That little outdoor amphitheater? Oh yeah. yeah. Love yep. that place. Great backstage, great catering. Yeah. So, it was a great place. so we get done with loadout and, um, I'd already showered and everything. I think I'd just gotten back on the bus and I was just, just, uh, tucking into some after show food. And I got a text from Ben. He's like, Hey, you need to come to the, you need to come to the weight room right now. Brad wants to talk to you. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I just texted bring back. Your, I was bring like, your playbook. and he was like, he was like, really? He says, yeah, get here right now. And I was like, Oh boy, what did I do? I figured if I would screwed up, you know, you know, one of the, like my crew chief, Kevin or Mark, one of the other guys would have, you know, yeah. you know, called me out on it, whatever. And was like, what, what did I do? Like, did I look at him wrong? So, so throw him shoes, run inside and I go to the weight room and Brad's in there with, uh, Kendall, his, uh, his band leader, they're in there working out and Ben's just sitting on the couch and he's like, uh, he's like, Wait, uh, is, it, is this age appropriate? Should I tell my no, daughters to, to it's not to, listen no, to this? It's, okay. it's, oh my it's goodness. To, uh, it's, it's ready to eat for everyone. Okay. So, so he goes, uh, PlayStation. Ben, Ben goes, yeah. Um, Ben just looks at me and goes, Phil Collins. And I'm like, yeah, don't, don't know him, know who he is. <laughs> right. He goes, and, and Brad's just like, yeah, what's, what's the deal with Phil Collins? Why do people hate him so much? So we literally, we had like this 20 minute conversation about Phil Collins and he was totally cool, but the whole time he's just standing there like, you know, he and, he and uh, Kendall are getting their gains on and it was just like, it was kind of odd and kind of strange, but it was very, it was fun. It was cool. You know, he's got a real, I mean, Brad's got a great sense of humor you know? he, he, and he's he, really, he really smart. He knows a lot about a lot of stuff. So, uh, and you know, anytime you hear an interview, you know, he's, you, you get a good spectrum of what that guy's all about. So yeah, he's cool. He's always been cool. I mean, we've talked a few times, we've joked around and stuff before, but he's always been cool with me, but we don't have a, you know, we're not like buddies. We don't you know, catch up. Hey, so what Kim and the kids doing? You know, so do you think he told, like, did he tell Ben to tech? Did he just want to get your take on Phil Collins? I have a feeling I didn't ask Ben about it, but I have a pretty good, encyclopedic kind of trivial knowledge of, of, you know, music and, and, and I'm a big Bill Collins fan. I, I, I'm just assuming his name came up and Ben's like, ah, oh, I got your guy. And so hopefully I didn't. Gotcha. Disappoint. All right. So very concisely, uh, why do people hate Phil Collins? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I get the, I get the, like the cheesier, small, schmaltier pop stuff that he, the solo stuff that he did. Uh, I was get, it the Disney stuff that he did when people started to hate him? Because I think people started, I think there was a backlash prior to that. Okay. I've always loved him. I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't really like, I loved the, the, you know, face value, the first record. And it started to get a little, you know, even the, like I, I enjoy the old prog Genesis and I like some of the, the, the latter era stuff too. But like when it got to like, I can't dance, I'm just like, eh. That was pretty rough. That, that was yeah. rough. Um, I think Susu, uh, Susu Studio. I think that lost a lot of people. That that's a great that's record. That's what I remember thinking. No Jacket Required is actually a really great record, but the hits on that record, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of. Although Take Me Home is a great song. But oh wait, like the Bone Thongs and Harmony song? <laughs> the uh, but I tell you what, man, I found uh, I, I I do these deep dives on YouTube, and I found I didn't realize this was an actual concert movie of Genesis back from like '75 or '76, post Peter Gabriel, with him playing drums with Bill Bruford before. Um, uh, what's his name? Had taken, Chester. Uh, Chester had taken over. And I'm not, a, I, I like Bill Bruford. I'm not a huge fan. We're probably, should we get back to sports here in a second? But, but watching, I mean, Phil Collins is an amazing drummer. If you don't think he is, you're just objectively wrong. But it's a, to watch him, especially young Phil Collins, to watch the shit that he's playing and all these different time signatures and really, really difficult drumming. He plays with such a, 
and nonchalance, like he's almost not even interested in what he's doing, and he's just murdering it. You may not like the music, but if you can't objectively observe that what is happening, if you're a musician, that what is happening is not greatness, then there's something wrong with you. Anyway, that's my Phil Collins. If you want to see Phil Collins look more uncomfortable on stage than you thought possible, and it's not his fault at all, uh, watch the 85 Live Aid reunion when he sat in with Zeppelin, have you seen that? When yeah, they, that was tried to do two drummers. Yeah, that was not that shouldn't have been done. He, but he had been fly, he flew from like England over there, so yeah, it was not his fault. And like yeah. they didn't rehearse, and they, he basically was like just the, the performance was terrible. Jimmy Page was all coked out. Robert Plant couldn't sing that high anymore, and they just literally blamed it on Phil Collins. And if you watch him, because they had two drummers, yeah, him and like, Tony Thompson, he's trying to stay out of the way. Um, it just Google and it, there's a couple of interviews with him where he's like. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but like that should never have happened. Yeah, it shouldn't yeah. have happened. Yeah, that was a that was a bad. Anyway, back to sports. Yeah, guys. well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> In my mock draft, Phil Collins is going to the Jets. Number two. <laughs> nice. So, Rob, you're saying uh, "Dancing to the Light" isn't one of your favorite albums? Not really. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, uh, dude, dude, like I remember being in like first grade for like field day. Uh, you know, I mean, like the whole field day thing that we used to do. And for some reason, like there was a radio back on, like when we lived in Florida, blasting Dancing to the Light by <laughs> Phil Collins for first grade field day. I have no idea why I remember that, but it's just like, when you let that drum fill at the top, I'm like, oh, this song could be a badass song. And then you listen to the song, you're just like, okay, this is, yeah. is kind of lame. I, I will say as I get older, I, I do, I, I used to say some Phil Collins songs were guilty pleasures, but I, I don't know, maybe I it shouldn't be a shame. Like, Something on the happened on the way to heaven. That's a that's a good song. Kind of like yeah. it, man. That's kind of like oh, that's, Easy Lover. Yeah. Oh, Easy Lovers, yeah. dude. Uh, can't. No yeah. son of mine. Did you guys ever hear the story about what that song? And do you know what that song's about, or like what it's supposed to be about? I don't know. Something about uh, your kids or something. Then you're gonna cry. Yeah, but the, it, it, it's, <laughs> there's, a, there's like a conspiracy. There's this story about like him singing it to a guy in the front row that had killed. Anyway, just look it oh. up online. It's probably, oh. I'm sorry to make a joke. Pretty fun. This is serious. No, I mean, song. it's not oh. serious. Oh, it was okay. my dad, but no, it wasn't. Yeah. Spe- speaking about dads, Western Kentucky dad. Yeah, look at got that. Got the gear on. Go Tops. Yeah. Big go, red, man. Go Tops. Still the best. Yeah. Still the mascot. Love Joey, you need to get a selfie with Big Red. Yeah, I, that was, I was going to be my, for Rob. Yeah, please. you need to do it. It's got to happen. I'm going to have, we need to have Big Red as a guest. We still need to do the mascot. We need to still need the mascot uniform podcast. Yeah, the draft. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. We need to get old Quintana and uh, Cam back on to do that. That'd be fun. But guys, I played my last show with Michael Ray this past Saturday. Just want to give a big shout out to Michael and the whole camp. Thank you so much. I'm moving on, and uh, yeah, playing for Jordan Davis now. I think I addressed that last week, but it should be a good time. We have a couple shows with Jordan coming up. That's more power acoustic. So getting my cocktail kit together, guys. Oh yeah. There you go. And then uh, kind of going forward in June. So, and also come see us out with Cam Brown this fall. See Rob with Brad Paisley this summer. See Joey with Scotty McCreary at fairs and festivals throughout. Probably, yeah. Probably throughout the U.S. But hey, we're all working. That's great. But yeah, let's get into the podcast this week. So the NFL has some rule changes. Apparently they uh, okayed a slate of new rules, which like, obviously most of them aren't really anything special, but there is an offside kick rule that I want to talk about as well. But uh, like, I think like the main 
rule was that um, the replay official, like when it comes to instant replay in the booth and in, in overturning calls, that official has more of a say in the decision to overturn or not to overturn that call. And like, I think they had a proposal for like a sky judge or something, which was essentially like, I guess if he saw something on replay that everybody missed, yep. he could phone down or throw a penalty flag, which he's not hanging on the camera. That's yeah. the, uh, no, he's not hanging on the camera, which the, the 4K it's, time, camera it's the, time and a half. It's pretty dangerous. <laughs> which, which do you like the sky judge? Like, I just have this thought of like some dude being in the booth at each stadium. And every time, like there's a penalty, like you just see this penalty flag just be launched over everybody and just land on yeah, the like field. Out of one of those t-shirt guns. Yeah. The t-shirt <laughs> guns just like gonking the, uh, the, the penalty flags. But, uh, yeah. First off, Joey, do you like, what do you think about the uh, replay official having more of a say in the, uh, calls to, uh, overturn if there's a, uh, uh, challenge flag or whatever else being thrown or within uh, two minutes? I, I, I think it's a good idea. You know, I'm not really one of the old school football fans. It's like, you're ruining the game. Um, go back to no replays. Um, I think at this point with how committed we are to replays now, I think we have to just keep kind of enhancing it. I mean, look no further than Rob's beloved saints. I mean, that, that missed blown call against the Rams. That was a different, that was going to the Super Bowl. That was the difference of going to the Super Bowl. So yeah. You know, what are we, what are, I mean, instant replay came out in what, late eighties, I think. Cause it started in the USFL. Yeah. It started in the USFL. So we're 30 plus years into this thing. Like we're not, it's not going back. It's not going away. Um, just embrace it. And I, I'm totally for it. Anything that, you know, I, I don't love how it slows down the game. I actually read something that said, this is, they think this potentially could help speed up the game yeah. because they're going to have a little bit more say. I always think it's a little weird to, you know, have the, the, uh, the head umpire go over there. It just, it seems like kind of a song and dance to go over to take a look Yeah. where if you have the actual replay official being like, okay, this is what, this is what it is. Yeah. You know, whether that's, he just takes a quick look and he's like, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to help speed it up again. Um, well, plus I, mean, I must admit, like I thought the replay official actually had more of a say, like I didn't know he was just up there yeah. going through everything. So for some reason, like I thought he actually was heavily involved in the decision, but obviously that wasn't the case. Like yeah. for, like for some reason I thought that, I don't know why. Well, and they're, and they're just trying to get it right. I mean, you know, again, if you're more of an old school, I don't want it with that. I want it without that. That's fine. But with betting being as huge as it is now, oh yeah, it's, for it's sure. like you're, you're talking millions, I mean, millions and billions of dollars are on the line. So they're going to do everything they can to get it right. And I feel like for the most part, the NFL keeps it fairly streamlined and quick college. And I know we, Talked about this a lot last year. Yeah. It's painful. They need to do some college games are, are pushing four hours. I feel like we all had a pod damn it on that at some point last year, but I well, was the first one that brought it up. You were, yeah. Just yeah. want to let you guys know. And yeah. then I think I ruined the game for both you guys. <laughs> you did. Cause I think I texted you that week. It's and like, I was like, damn it, oh, Kyle. What's going on? <laughs> I looked it's, down and all of a sudden it's midnight. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was it? What was that? What was the one we were talking about? The, the Clemson. It was like Notre, four and a half Dame hours. game. And I felt oh like it was like 1130. It was like, what? Yeah. Dude, like that half did go time. into overtime, but still it was like, good Oh yeah, because the halftimes are 20 minutes Yeah, versus 12 minutes. So I, I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure. Rob, what about you, man? What, what about that replay too. rule? I, I, I think, yeah, I'm not one of those. I remember when, I remember watching some games in those, in the seventies and early eighties thinking just like, what are these boneheaded you know, calls, how could they not see that his, you know, he drug his foot or whatever. So yeah. I've always been for 
the replay. And yeah, you know, they, for the most part, I think they do a pretty good job of, of, of moving it along. Uh, you know, they got the people in the booth, the umpire and everybody, you know, people in New York to, you know, confer with and everything. So it's, it's, it seems like a, a good thing to do, um, especially for a play like that, that, you know, it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does happen, that means there's a lot on the line. Yeah. So like he was talking about with betting. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Hopefully it won't be, become a, you know, a big Mongolian clinker funk well, yeah. also, down the road, but a, a counter to the, you know, people go off about, Oh, it's old school. When I was growing up, they didn't have that. We didn't have 4k TVs with that you, you know, can see every single little angles. thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were, we were cameras in the pylons and you know, on the goal line. Yeah. Like, yeah you we were literally stoked to get scores. Literally, it was called the 10 minute ticker. You did not know yeah. what was happening around the league until they put that up. They didn't even used to have the clock up there. So, dude, how old are you? It's not the same 75. God, you know? holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and plus, I mean, I'm just trying to put some in. That got dark. I'm just trying to put some in. But. <laughs> so sorry, man. Dude, are you mad at me? <laughs> Remember our fight last year? Oh, true. Twitter? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Twitter, but we it was texting. texting. Was I it know, during a Broncos game? Yes, like I know oh, not God. to text Joey during a Broncos game unless they're up by about 20. Yeah, if we're winning, I'm- If you're winning, I'm dude, just totally down for it. To oh, yeah. Right. Well, like, well, like, plus the fact about 4K TVs and all these, you know, cameras and stuff, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like all these stadiums have giant, you know, like, vi- you know, like video screens now oh, that yeah. they're playing every single replay over and over again to where it's just like, it's kind of hard to miss. So, like, so, yeah, like, they, yeah, like, they better get these calls right or else, yeah, like the whole betting thing you do, like, I, I totally agree with yeah, you Yeah, watch that Saints. I mean- you see the play happen. You hear a couple of boos, and you can you can always tell when they put it on the on the, oh yeah on for the, sure you know on the scoreboard or because the the crowd just goes nuts. So yeah yeah for sure. Um, and plus like and plus like another rule that was changed um, on uh, onside kicks uh, the uh, what like the team kicking the ball right yeah they can have only nine players within twenty five yards right yeah so Rob like what are you thinking about that making the uh, onside kick more friendly to the receiving team. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. That seems a little. Yeah, Cause like I explained that, that right? Yeah. Little, like the team kicking can only have. They can only nine have players. nine, but, but, but they still can't. The other team can't, um, the, the receiving team can't go past the 10 yard line. You know how they still have, they have to wait until that, it goes. Okay. Gotcha. Or, um, or is first touched by the, uh, uh kicking team. by the kicking team. That's yeah. why there were 67 onside kicks and only three were recovered last year. Yeah. Okay, I got you. One of which was the, was it the Falcons? And the oh, Cowboys the Dallas yeah. Falcons. Oh, that's right. It, it has to be a completely freak play for it to be successful. For sure. And that it, was that was probably the freakiest. Yeah, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that's, Gosh. That seemed to go on for like minutes. Man. Them just standing around like, like they were yeah. holding hands. Don't score, don't score. Yeah, it's- oh, seems- No, that was the other game, the Falcons blew. No, oh, <laughs> Poor Falcons. Maybe not. I don't care. I hate them. Uh, so yeah, that, that seems a little, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see what, how many people are going to start going for it now more like, you know, pulling the Sean Payton and coming out at halftime. The Super Bowl, Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to take a wait and see on that. It seems a little, it seems a little heavy handed, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Because like, yeah, because like, I feel like most, most rule changes, you know, like obviously, uh, go toward, you know, like the advantage of like the, you know, like the kicking team or like the offense. Yeah. So like, obviously, you know, like they, the one they more want drama to score more points. Yeah. They score more, more points. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Joey, what do you think about the, uh, onside kick rule? 
Uh, I was actually just going through, and um, I think we may be a little, I'm going to read you what it says. Okay. I think we might have been a little bit off. <clears throat> so this is the rule will require the receiving team to have no more than nine players. Oh, the receiving team. Lined up in the oh. setup zone, which is defined as the area between 10 and 25 yards from the spot of the kickoff. Previously, NFL teams always put either 10 or 11 in the setup zone when they were expecting the opposing team to onside kick. Oh, okay. So in that in that zone where they know it's going. So according to the NFL, yeah, because they, yeah. According to the NFL's tracking data, receiving teams expecting an onside kick line up with 10 players in the setup zone 87% of the time and all 11, the other 13% of the time. With only nine players in the setup zone, fewer players on the receiving team will be in a position to recover the onside kick and the kicking team will have a better chance to get the ball. So they're, they're, they're just trying to make it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That seems a little bit more equitable. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm into it. I, you know, I, I don't really like the, I feel like it'll, they'll try it eventually, but you know, you, I know, uh, who's the team that always brings this up anyway, and they shelled it again, they're trying to go for it on fourth and 15 or having to get, and if you score, if you convert it, then you get the ball back. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan about that. No. Onside kicks, when your team gets one, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. And like, if you, if the team that's against you gets it, it's so maddening. <laughs> right. So I, I, I like it. I would be fine if they kept it the way it was. Um, I know it was kind of a player safety issue, especially when the guy's got a running start and like it was, it was pretty rough. I mean, people yeah. just got completely blown up. But I would like to see uh, the kicking team have a little bit of a better chance to recover it because I think it's a, it's a pretty exciting play. I guess the only other one I really wanted to talk about was, uh, Joey, you had a... Uh, a fun trivia piece for uh, yeah, so like the player on, numbers, right? Yeah. So the, uh, they basically changed, um, I think offensive linemen are the same. It's, it's kind of skill positions. Uh, receivers can go down to single digits. I know in Denver, like there's a lot of rumors that Jerry Judy is going to go back to four, which he was at Alabama. Um, but there is a rule in place that if, if players this year, if they decide to change their number, they have to buy out, all stock of their jerseys. So let's say like, huh. like Bradley Chubb, for instance, in Denver, he's 55. Well, he was number nine at North Carolina state. And he's always said, I want to go back to being number nine. So by this rule, if he changes this year, he has to buy up, he has to buy all the remaining jerseys. <laughs> and then that, um, I don't, what is their point of doing that? Cause the, I don't, I, but if they wait, if they wait for a year, if they do it in 2022, then they don't. So I think what they're trying to say is like, Hey, you guys can do this, but the NFL and all these Jersey companies have all printed their, these jerseys. Oh yeah. And it gives them a year to sell them or you have to, you have to buy them. Yeah. It's like they spend all that money to make all the jerseys and they're just like, Oh no, I'm going to be this number now. Yeah. And then they have to remake all those right. jerseys and they're stuck with was, that stock. You know, it's, you could say it's kind of petty, although, you know, these, these, um, but at the same time, I guess you'll find out how bad players want to have their number changed. Right. Yeah. Can we have a quick side note discussion? Oh, what? Who among us has bought a Jersey? And I think I know the one person in this group, that's going to raise his hand. I've never been like, uh, what kind I've, of Jersey? Like I've a football Jersey the idea. This is, a yeah. gr- this is a great discussion. Uh, because I think there's a, I think there, there are two types of Jersey guys. I'm neither one of them. I thought I was one of them but I'm not. Now I will buy, I have a, you know, I've got a Saints, I've got the, you know, the Mr. Saint, you know, I've got an old school vintage, you know, and I've got shirts, shirts and stuff, but like an actual like team Jersey, like throw out the dough for like, say you're a Titans fan and you wanted a 
Ryan Tannehill jersey. What are they going for now? Like, I mean, on the cheap side, a hundred bucks. Yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, I've 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 dabbled with the idea. There's a couple of old Saints players that I thought, man, I would just like I loved Sam Mills. Like, there was a couple guys that like, you know, even back in the day, like in the '80s, like Chuck Muncie, guys like that. I just loved the way they played. And I thought, man, I wonder if I should just, you know, get a jersey. But I was like, because eh. I see Jersey guy. And I don't it's want to be tough. Jersey I guy. Know. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Like and so like and, lo- and and you and sometimes you just see Jersey guy. The two types, the two types of Jersey guy. These are who the thing. The Jersey guy that will buy the Jersey and wear it even in off season. Like a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. He'll wear it all the time. You'll see. He'll take his kids to the mall with it. He'll go to Home Depot. He'll go to the game. He'll sit around at home and watch it. But maybe not all the time. But he definitely the Jersey is in the rotation. <laughs> the other Jersey guy is the one that just wears it like to the game or for a special occasion or like say, you know, it's like going out to a bar yeah, and you're uh, watching, the, watch, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, you're maybe you're a huge Ohio state fan and they go to the national championship again and you wear it, you know, for the playoffs or for that game or whatever special targeted, you know, games and moments that person will wear that. Yeah. That's why I think there's two Jersey guys. Uh, first off, like what about Jersey guy that wears a Jersey? Like if you're going to watch that sport that you have the Jersey for. So like if you're, you know, like baseball guy, it's like, cool. Like I'm wearing like my team's baseball shirt, but like I'm gonna wear it to the minor league, you know, a team in oh. town, like even though they're well, like they're not affiliated. Like, how do you feel about that? So you're saying just wearing a, your team to a different sporting team. event. Yeah. Hmm. Or, or to a different teams. I mean, like, is that it? I think the person that does that is more, is not the guy that has it in rotation. Yeah. So I, I think that'd be okay. This, I actually heard them having this debate on like Willie and, and Chase and those dudes were, having this discussion. I also can feel Rob, Rob's eyes are burning through me because he knows I am Jersey guy, but I'm, I'm Jersey guy too. I do not wear out. I, I literally only wear a Jersey to a game or when I'm watching the game. Yeah. I would okay. put it on. Um, which, now, which do you have a rotation of jerseys or do you just have, so, and how many jerseys do you have? Okay. Yeah. Let's how many, how many jerseys do you guys think I have? I'm going to go Elway for sure. Yes. Payne Manning. I never got a man. You've never got a man. Anyone Von Miller. No, I went between Von Miller and, and one other. I don't know if you guys will get this. He was a, do you have a Carl Mecklenburg one? No, I wish I did. Oh, Tebow. I did not get a Tebow. <laughs> so I have a, uh, I've got a Kyle Orton. I have Ed McCaffrey. Cutler. Who was my favorite receiver. And Ed, uh, Ed Jake, was awesome. Jake Plummer. Oh, Jake. The oh, oh, wow. So where is he? He's just like, is he, I mean, is he like, is he just like working in a car dealership now? I, just, I loved Jake. Just, oh, he was, I loved him too. That's what I was like. I was so stoked. I loved him in Arizona. Oh, he was, was so stoked when he came to Denver. So the last Jersey, I'll make this brief. I bought Chris Harris Jr. Um, Cause I thought I'd never had a defensive Jersey maybe five years ago. And then two years ago he went to the chargers. So I needed to get another Jersey. And I was like, ah, needed in air quotes. <laughs> I really don't want to spend another hundred bucks. I think I told you guys I found an Elway jersey that I had when I was a kid. It was like a Riddell and it had, it was like kind of mesh. Oh yeah. And it, it's from, I think the late eighties, early nineties. So I've decided that that's outside of my kids having their own professional jersey, which is not going to happen. Um, that's the last jersey I'm, I'm buying. Because when you're also wearing the jersey of someone that's not your kid or whatever, and you're pushing... 15 plus years older than them. Right. Um, it's kind of tough. So, but Rob, like if you, like if you showed up in a Sam Mills Jersey, that'd be badass. 
I would be, I'd be for that. Yeah, I would, if I, if I, I would be, I would be Jersey guy number two, where I would show up here or I'd sit in my house and watch the Saints lose yeah. another divisional playoff game with you. Yeah, James I would love it. How about you, Kyle? <laughs> you have, I feel like I feel like you have a basketball jersey. Do you? I, I do not know. I have no soccer? jerseys. You I have, have no jerseys. Well, no. Like I have three soccer like kits, just shirts, but like no player, just like the team. Okay. Um, I have a Chicago Cubs like authentic uh, jersey with the back of my or or like with my last name on the back that Michael gave to us at some point. Um, that's and, cool. and then I have a, a, a white Sox one as well that they gave to us when we, uh, played a white Sox function. Quick, quick story. Maddie and Tay. Quick, quick story. I'll try to make this brief as I can. We talked about guys wearing opposing team Jersey to like a, an away game. Two buddies of mine that I used to work with. This is like, I want to say 2001 or somewhere around there. Titans go to the playoffs. I think they had to go, they had to go to Oakland. I think it was the year that Oakland won the Super Bowl. I think. Yeah, that was either 01 or 02. It was right in there. Okay. So they had to go play Oakland and they got destroyed. But my two but one one of my one one of my friend got invited to another guy who I knew through him. He had won the tickets through some kind of contest to go see this playoff game. And he's like Uber Titans fan. And he's and my buddy Jeff was telling me when he came back, he said, and he was a Kansas City fan, but he would like the Titans, so he went. And he was like, they showed up uh, to the, you know, in the lobby, he met him and he had his Eddie George jersey on. He's like, dude you need to go take that off. He says, why? He's like, because I've been a Kansas City fan all my life. You don't wear an opposing team jersey to Oakland Alameda. You just don't do it. And he goes, ah, it'll be fine. Fuck those guys. And he was like, like, all right, I'm going to warn you one more time. I'm (laughs) going to give you three strikes. Right, right. And he wasn't taking it. So they go to the game. I think about, I think maybe by halftime, I think the game was over. If it wasn't, it was probably early in the third quarter, I think I think they ended up winning that game by like three scores. You know, they they trounced the Titans, but they're sitting there and they're sitting in a visiting section, and uh, somebody pours beer on this guy's back, my buddy's <laughs> back. But it wasn't beer; it was oh. a big old oh. cup of piss. Yep. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much just after that, and it was like, and the guy's like, "What are you gonna do?" And they just like they just like Jeff, my buddy, was just like, "We we gotta go, we gotta." So they just left. They didn't finish watching the game. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Dude. don't ever do that. Don't yeah, be, I would, that's the third Jersey guy. <laughs> so oh my don't, gosh. Don't, my don't brother be that guy. I, Cause I've, you know, when the Broncos play the Titans, I've worn my Broncos jerseys. I've, I've worn them to a few other opposing ones, but the number one stadium, I wouldn't do it was Oakland. My brother and I had, and the other one was Philadelphia. Those were the two that we were like, absolutely not under any circumstance. Cause we used to wear them to Seattle all the time and, you know, talk shit back and forth. But uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's terrifying. What yeah. was a guy in, uh, was it a Niners fan in Oakland or was it the reverse of that? They got like, dude was on life support for a while. Like got jumped in the parking oh, lot. Oh, I think it was Niners. Niners fan in Oakland. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, that's. Yeah, I don't really agree with that. <laughs> that's yeah, just terrible. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Joey, like also one last thing. So like if you're on the road on a Sunday and you know the Broncos are playing, okay, like you pack in the jersey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, you, okay. It's coming out. Yeah. Okay, like you pack the jersey and you like wear it to a bar. You're gonna go watch the game at, uh, or you just wear it around. I, I don't, if you can make it to a bar, I don't. I I usually would just watch it on the bus. But if I was going to a bar, yeah, I would put it on. Okay, but it's like for the game. Yeah, for and sure. I kind of like like Scotty's jersey guy. He puts it on when he'll put his Pats jersey on watching the Patriots, or he's got a a cool uh, Red Sox jersey as well. 
So he'll do that. Yeah. He did say we've played a couple of times. <laughs> I did draw the line here. We played in Denver a couple of years ago and there were supposed to be a couple ex Broncos in the audience. And he's like, dude, you can wear your Jersey. I, I just couldn't do it. So, but I did wear, uh, I've got kind of old vintage Broncos shirt. I did wear that. Nice. Dude, that's great. Well, uh, uh, actually, let's uh, table our draft discussion for next week because we got sidetracked on Jersey Talk, but I, I love Jersey Talk, and you totally called uh, Joey just being a Jersey guy. Because, <laughs> you, knew, you knew. Because as soon as you started talking about jerseys, you didn't even look at me you for like the next five minutes. <laughs> like God looking into my soul to see my Jersey sins. It's so good, man. Do you like, I actually might buy a Sam Darnold jersey for, uh, for Carolina. I might. Might want to hold off on that. Keyword might. Yeah. Might still just go for, for the McCaffrey. You remember the, or, or maybe you could just print up one of those. I feel like they used to give them away at Mariners games and I'm sure they did other ones where they were jerseys, but they were t-shirts. Oh, you know, yeah. like try to make them look like when oh, you got yeah. 20,000 of them or whatever. Just yeah. get one of those Darnold. Oh yeah. Gosh. I mean, like I'm pretty pumped about Darnold, but I guess we'll get there. But yeah, we'll talk about the draft next week. So yeah, let's move on to pod. Damn it. And uh, who would like to go first this week? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, so, Kroger. So I was, uh, for my little side gig that I do, the courier gig, I had to drive down to Chattanooga the other day to deliver some computer equipment. And as I was coming back, um, I had my little tablet that we use to, you know, organize our runs and everything. And I had the GPS on and all of a sudden I see this huge red line and I'm like, oh crap. And I saw some traffic going down, but it looked like a wreck or maybe they're just doing a, a brief bit of like road construction and it didn't seem that bad. And, you know, when you see the red line, like go off the screen. Oh yeah. You, you know, you're in for trouble. The bottom line was, is they were, TDOT was filling potholes, doing it all over on 24. This was probably like 30 miles outside of Murfreesboro. So a good ways from here, you know, over an hour from here, but still I sat in traffic for almost an hour, just like inching, like at the time I didn't know that's what they were doing because they had, they had these orange cones for miles and miles and miles. Everything's in one lane. And I'm thinking, God, what, what are they doing? Like the whole time I'm sitting here for like after 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, what's going on? I'm seeing no construction. It's all cones. We're all sitting here in the left lane, just inching along like glaciers. And then I finally get up there and I see what they're doing. They're filling potholes. They've got a truck with uh, the, the, the not, I guess, asphalt or that yeah. stuff, whatever they, they pour in the holes, and they got a little roller guy that's coming behind. And I'm thinking, wouldn't you get one of those trucks that has like the flashing arrow to kind of move along to kind of push everybody over? That way they can just scoot around it. But I'm not kidding, it was like 25 miles of road cones. <laughs> I sat there, I, and I'm not a patient man, as we've probably all gleaned from from my, my past pod dammits, uh, I, I was going insane. I was like, <laughs> before I figured out, and then, and then when you, when I figured out I was even more infuriated, cause like, I understand, you know, those guys, that's hard work. It's probably a logistical nightmare to get, you know, to any kind of road construction. You know, my heart goes out to those dudes cause it's tough. Cause you're, you know, a lot of factors and things going on, you know, when to do it at night or during the day or whatever. But this just seems like there had had to be a better way to do this then putting up, I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say it was like a good 20, 25 miles Damn. of orange cones and wow. pushing every, and before I even saw what they were doing at the end of this, you're just like, what could they possibly be doing where they needed us all in one lane? So that was just like a T dot pod damn it. That was yeah. whoever came up with this, uh, 
way of, yeah. of filling potholes. And, and, and again, and it's not like I was in any schedule because I was done for the day. I just had to get back in town and drop the van. But it was just like I, I literally spent an hour just just inching along like when I could have been back. So anyway, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, like, well, like just imagine those people now who have to like wait on those T-dot workers when they have to pick up all the cones. Cause that's going to happen too. Like they're yeah. going to have to pick all those up and then it's going to be like, which seems like, oh, kind shit, of like what are they job? doing? <laughs> Cause they have, I've seen them when they, they just hang out. Ones yeah. where they just, and, or the ones where they drop them, they just have a little machine that does it. Have you seen that guy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. So uh, yeah, that, that just seemed absurd to me. I was just like, there's got to be a better way to skin that cat than literally putting people in one lane for almost 30 miles. It's yeah, for sure. Ridiculous. Damn. All right, Joey, pod damn it. Uh, my pod damn it's going out. Um, it's draft related. And I know in sports, everybody wants to break the story first. They want to be the first person to report on this trade's coming down or da 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 da. And it used to be now they have to like give credit if somebody else broke it first, which, you know, whatever. Um, and maybe this is part of my pod damn it could be on me for, um, reading all of these tweets because I get so excited about what's coming up with the draft and such. But I feel like there's so many writers, reporters that are always quoting sources. Sources tell me da, 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 da. Um, You know, sources tell me Drew Locke was offered to the Lions for da, da, da. There were all these stories about it. And then it, it turns out he was never offered to the Lions. In fact, the Broncos offered to the Lions was shit. That's why they didn't do it. <laughs> But I feel like everyone is trying so hard and they hide under, everybody wants to break a new story so bad and they want to get clicks, they want to get likes, they want to get retweets. So they kind of throw it under the cloak of sources and it just pisses me off. I feel like it's getting, it's getting ridiculous. Um, when you follow a team closely or, and we'll see it more, especially as the draft coming up, everybody wants to be the one to do it so bad that now you'll see other reporters and people trying to discredit their sources, but nobody ever reveals who their source is. Right. They just say, oh, uh, a, 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 a close source told me such and such, or sources say. It just kind of drives me crazy. I should probably, so I guess my pod damn it is, don't say, don't say something unless it's happening or unless it's true. And then my pod damn is also to me um, to just look at Twitter less before the draft because it drives me crazy. <laughs> so I'm yeah, pod damning sure. myself. There we go. I think we've all had a pod damn it ourselves at you know at this point through the podcast. But yeah, man, that's a good one. Uh yeah, I also feel like journalism is getting more and more watered down these days, which is kind of sad. But well, whenever, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry has their yeah, sports true. blog or whatever, you know, it's just And three yeah. drummers have their sports podcast. Yeah. These yeah. assholes. Uh, what would happen then? I mean, like at least we don't have sources. We're just three regular guys, three regular Joes. Yeah. Just yeah. actually one regular Joe and one regular John and one regular Kyle yeah. talking about sports. I have a Joe in my name. Joe, John, Kyle. True. Yeah. I just have Monster like and Drywall. Flats uh, <laughs> cover band, Joe, John, and Kyle. Oh, man. All right. I guess I'll be last on Pod Damn It. Uh, like I was going to have one on the uh, the European Super League. Like I don't know if, if you all have seen stories about this in European soccer, nope, but no. it was a big deal. I was asking no, you to ask. Did. Is this the Super League? Yeah, the Super League, but like it's, it's not happening. Like the Justice League? Yeah, it's like the Avengers, pretty much. They fight crime and wear cool uniforms. and uh, They wear cool soccer jerseys. Okay. But, like, I was really uh, bummed that was going to happen. Uh, but it's not happening as of this point. 
the Real Madrid uh, president and chairman is still trying to make it happen because that club has 900 million euros in debt. I don't know how a sports franchise of that can be that much in debt. And, and I think Barcelona is in massive debt too. So if like they're trying to create the super league, um, which is pretty much closed off and you can't be like relegated from it. And it's just pretty much a big money grab at this point, but it's not happening right now, which is great. It saves the integrity and, you know, competition aspect of European football, which is great soccer. Uh, so my pod is going to be on, uh, these, these coffee shops in town. Okay. Like every time I go get a cold brew now from one of these coffee shops, okay. I totally understand that cold brew is supposed to be stronger than, you know, like regular iced coffee and regular pour overs. I totally get that. But for the love of God, don't make it to where I just take one sip of it. And I already feel like my heart's going to be pounding out of my chest. These companies and these, you know, coffee shop. Oh, well, I guess coffee shops are making cold brew way too strong to where like, it's just so, so concentrated that I'm just like, it's like barely undrinkable. Like unless you actually cut it with water. I've noticed that too. And I, yeah. I can't stand Like I'm, I'm drinking some right now that I've cut down uh, with water from uh, like, uh, just like a coffee shop, the road for me. And I'm just like, it's, it's not supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be stronger. Yes. But just don't, I, I, I just don't understand. Have you ever tried the Stoke brand? I have uh, not. Bryn, no. Bryn it's lives off that. I, yeah. I, I, I will hopefully if someone from their company hears this, which they probably won't. That is my favorite. I mean, I, I love. I've, I've, I get iced coffee all the time from coffee shops and stuff, and, and I do agree with you. I've had a couple where you're just because I drink a lot of iced coffee, especially when it's a warm out. Same, yeah. When I'm on, when we're on the road, me and there's a couple guys on my bus, we we drink it like it's water. So I have to be really careful because I start like hearing colors and stuff, and it's just you know can't sleep at night. Um, but Stoke, S, T O K, S T O K. It's got the little line over the O. Try that out. That's yeah. I just the blue. It's just like okay. perfect to me. I, I've tried a bunch of different brands. Try the Stoke. It's really good. Yeah, Bryn loves it. Yeah, sweet. It's yeah. in the refrigerated section at your local yeah. grocery. Can't find don't, it in my Kroger, though. I was, say, I, was to, I was about to make a joke about it. used to be able to. Don't tell Rob if you go to Kroger. Though. I have to go to Target to buy it now. Ooh, Target. Which I love Target. It's in the red yeah. zone at Target. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, please. You know, like I had, I had a couple sips this morning of one, like, you know, after I dropped off my daughter and I'd feel like my heart's about to explode. Yeah. So. Do you think they, are they trying to dissuade people from getting it or are they just like. I, I, I just don't think they know how to make it properly. Gotcha. I just don't think they have the correct water to bean ratio. I just, I feel like we're in this era where like food and drink has become like a sport. Like yeah. with yeah. microbreweries, you know, every, everybody's like these overhopped beers. That's one of the reasons why I stopped drinking beer because like, it was just like, I, 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 it tastes like I'm drinking sweet tarts without the sweet. Like, I, you know, yeah. I, I feel like people are just, you know, with all the hot foods and stuff. Now I like spicy food as well, but I'm not into this sport eating, drinking, you know, destroy my GI system because I can look cool in front of my friends. Yep. You know? Uh, yeah. I, I just don't understand. Like there's, there's ways to do things. Yeah, you know? absolutely. There's, there's a measurable way to make a good, decent cup of coffee as well as, you know, 64 ounces of cold brew, you know, just do the math. It's that easy. I totally agree. Yeah. But yeah, that wraps up this week's episode of one more pass. We are at one more pass on Instagram at one more pass on Twitter. One more pass pod at gmail.com. Hopefully you guys can listen to this episode because Apple podcast has really been dropping the ball here recently, which is just a whole nother thing. But uh, yeah, Joey, do you have any words departing words for our pass receivers? I guess that should have been our pod. Damn it. Yeah. Um, Apple podcast. Apple pod. Damn it. Yes. That's right. Uh, keep wearing your mask. Get vaccinated. Um, 
be kind to each other and yeah, better days are ahead. Rob, parting words. Parting words. Uh, yeah, wear your mask, be cool. See you back here next week. On one more pass. On one more pass. One more pass. One more pass. One more pass. One more pass, one more pass. One more pass podcast. See ya.